0: Joining us now in the KYMed studios is Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Mr. Hillman, thank morning, you so Jeff. much for How coming. Are you? It's
1: it's a great day. It's a, a beautiful morning here on Division Street. The Minnesota Twins are winning series like it's nobody's
0: <laughs> business, and so. Life is good. Life is good. Just a few more weeks left in school. We finally have summer here. It just uh, didn't really, not much of a spring this year. But but we do, uh, summer is on its way in. Uh, let's talk about last night's school board meeting. We are ending uh, the uh, the school year uh, very shortly. Obama, uh, yep. Soon you'll be doing, uh, you know, approving a new budget. And you've gone through a reduction process uh, with the uh, budget due to some demographics. I'll let you explain that. And I understand, is it finalized yet at least for the time being yes
1: jeff so thanks yet um yes as listeners know i'll I'll do the brief version of it but anytime we talk about our budget reductions i just think it's very important to start with the why so the in january the school district heard a demographic report from one of the preeminent uh school demographers in the state hazel reinhardt her projections are that the school district will decline in enrollment by about 400 students over the next 10 years and she really highlights two specific areas one a decline in births, which we're seeing across the board and and specifically here in Rice County and the Northfield schools. And then, of course, we've talked many times about the housing crisis that we have here in Northfield, just not enough homes available for purchase uh, for people who do want to move to the school district, which we know there's lots of people who do, Just very difficult to find a home. In addition to that, we've talked... uh, scores of times about the chronic state underfunding that the school districts and school districts across Minnesota have faced over the last 30 years. Um, While people are paying attention to inflation right now because of what we're seeing at the gas pump and other uh, things that we're reading about 8% inflation, schools have been well aware of inflation over the last 30 years because we very rarely have even gotten an increase to the per pupil basic formula that has matched inflation. So to have the same buying power today that the basic formula had in 1990, the legislature would have to increase it by over $1,600, Jeff. That's how much buying power the formula has been eroded over the years because it hasn't kept up with inflation. So you keep you put those two things together. You put declining enrollment, 70% of our revenue is directly tied to student counts. Um, you put in that chronic state underfunding, and there's no school district that is going to be able to do um, what we've done, which is not having had to have a budget reduction process, a serious budget reduction process in 11 years. But we did do that this winter. We started in February. We put out an all call for anyone who wanted to help us prioritize the budget. What were the things that were the most important for the school district to at- achieve the goals and commitments and strategies, or excuse me, benchmarks in its strategic plan? We had over 70 people come together over four different meetings, some very difficult discussions. Administrators put together a budget plan based on that, and we made uh, recommendations for around $4.5 million of reductions. We've talked about what those reductions are. Uh, those proposals were several times before. Rich has them linked on the website. So the board did take its final action last night on the proposed budget reductions. They did adopt all of the budget reductions, except for there were a few items that they did um, use their governance authority to remove, uh, and I'll highlight those right now. So the first is in the elementary package. Um they removed and uh, directed the school district to continue the elementary portage program. That's our all the time online program for one more, at least one more year. So our middle school and high school program is already slated to um, be going for at least one more year. Um, the board decided to have the elementary portage continue for one year as well. We do plan to do some direct marketing uh, to school communities where they have not uh Um, put together an official all-the-time online program that's been approved by the state so encouraging people from those school districts to consider open enrolling to us if they're looking for an all-the-time online program the school board in the uh, secondary package also chose to preserve the ag ed partnership with randolph we received a lot of feedback on this particular partnership we've had a small number of students over the past few years who have participated in fact this year it's only 10 students which is why it was slated for potential reduction Uh, but really looking at the potential future of ag and how important um ag is to minnesota's economy the board felt that uh, reducing that uh, partnership was not the right move at this time and that we should actually be looking at how we could expand that Um, We also did learn in the last week there's some additional funding from the state that we did not understand we were um, eligible for because we do outsource the program and have a partnership with Randolph. So there is some additional dollars the school district will be able to get. So those are the two programs that they um, officially preserved. Uh, They did ask us to take a look at the high school security monitor position that is slated for reduction in the 23-24 school year. And they asked us to consider a plan uh, that would allow us to either raise some parking fees or some additional uh, kinds of revenue that would potentially allow us to keep that uh, moving forward. So those are the three items. And then another big part, Jeff, is that the school board did make an official determination last night to change its fund balance goal. And the fund balance goal, so that's the amount of money that we have in the bank uh, Ca- the cash on hand, if you will, our goal has been to have 16% of our expenditures in the bank. That's the gold standard for districts our size. Um, what we know is that uh, the school districts between uh, enrollments of 3,000 to 59.99 in that area, their average is around 11%. The next highest fund balance goal in the big nine conference is 12%. So the board did officially move its fund balance target from 16% to 14%. And what that means is that we wouldn't need to initiate another budget reduction process unless we were projecting to go Uh, below 14 percent in our fund balance so that provides additional flexibility um, for the future as we move ahead and so still a very responsible fund balance goal. clearly still at the top of the big nine conference still still several percentage points ahead of uh, school districts of comparable size Jeff so I think a very responsible process that we did All of these reductions are painful, because every program that we have is meaningful to people in the system. So we didn't take this process lightly. I apologize to the community. I regret that we couldn't outrun declining enrollment and chronic underfunding, but this is how responsible school districts act. We're acting with a sense of urgency now because we know it's coming. We want to avoid an emergency in the future. And so while these cuts are very painful, they impact our friends, our neighbors, most importantly, our students. Um, but they are the responsible thing for the school district at this point, and they're proactive in nature.
0: Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, when when these cuts are going to take effect. The uh, the demographics uh, go ten years out, right. and they show the reduction. This four and a half million dollars is this for this next school year? Is it over the course of? two or three school years, How is how will that be uh, implemented? So the reductions that we proposed are phased in
1: over two school years. So there is a number of reductions that will go into effect right away for this coming school year. And then there's another set that are scheduled to go into effect in the 23-24 school year. Now, um, of course, the board could choose to uh, later on um, by affirming a vote, they could certainly restore any programs that we've got slated for the 23-24 school year. We felt it was important to lay out the two years of reductions to show that proactive nature to make sure that everybody's clear. This budget reduction process that we went through was comprehensive, 70 people over uh, Eight hours of meetings of people coming together just with the community and then literally uh, dozens and dozens of hours for our administrators to try to operationalize this and make sure that we had the appropriate reductions based on what the community prioritized for us in those uh, four budget meetings. So we don't want to have to do this again next year. We will do some uh, continued pruning, I would say, as we move ahead, some smaller Uh, targeted reductions based on attrition, some other things like that over the next few years so that we can adjust and right-size our school district staffing to meet the reality of fewer students. But these reductions that were adopted last night are slated to be implemented over two years.
0: Superintendent Hillman is with us from the Northfield School District. Uh, Let's uh, talk about Arcadia School. They were on the uh, agenda last night, of course, one one of uh, two local charter schools that uh, are under the... uh, jurisdiction, I guess, uh, yeah, sanctioned so that, by uh, by the Northfield High School. Uh, tell us about Arcadia.
1: Yeah, so again, Northfield Public Schools is one of only two traditional public schools in the state that go through the rigorous process with the State Department of Education to be a charter school authorizer. Most authorizers are what they call single purpose authorizers, and they're an organization that authorizes quite a few different schools. Uh, we authorize Arcadia Charter School and Prairie Creek Community School and Arcadia Charter School is at the end of their five-year contract so uh, they have been going through an application and renewal process and we presented last night to the board uh, the proposed renewed renewed five-year contract for Arcadia we're very proud of our partnership with Arcadia uh, they do an excellent job they are focused on project-based learning and so it's just a, a slightly different approach it's a smaller school environment with a cap of about hundred and thirty students Um, An excellent school. And again, it's just another example of Northfield School District's commitment to public school choice uh, within our community. Um, The state of Minnesota has one of the most sophisticated systems of public school choice in the country. And Northfield has always been on the leading edge of that by being a, a charter school authorizer
0: uh once again superintendent hillman with us um we've got a couple other things to talk about let's talk about uh the security you've uh we've we've talked about updating the the, the cameras and such and that was on the agenda last night what was uh, the discussion and what was the action taken
1: yes so uh, our um, most of our security uh surveillance system uh was put into place uh 10 years ago so obviously the technology has changed significantly Uh, And the uh, desire to have more coverage uh, throughout various buildings, of course, it's just part of our society now. So uh, we did do a a sealed bid process for uh, uh, security cameras. We did have five bidders, and uh, we were very fortunate. We had anticipated, it's not been lately that many people have been having good bid days, right? And we Mm -hmm. did have a very good bid day. We had anticipated closer to a half a million dollars for this project, um, and the low bid came at $330,000. Um, from Custom Alarm out of Rochester, we are planning to. Again, this is a project that we have planned for quite some time. We had set the dollars aside to be able to do this upgrade, and I think the key thing to understand is that um, it's going to that 330000 dollars covers the infrastructure. There'll have to be some new cabling. We currently have 161 cameras in the district. This would expand that to a total of 190 um, and we're reusing nearly 40 cameras that we already have on campus as part of that. So obviously with the new Greenvale Park building, all of those cameras are new. Those are going to continue to be used. The software that uh, got, that they connect with will change because we'll be using a similar piece of software across the uh, entire system. There were also some additional cameras at Bridgewater and Spring Creek that we added during the recent referendum project. That those cameras will be reused again. There was the piece about existing the uh, updating the old existing uh, analog cameras. Uh, updating some of the infrastructure and then of course the software that we use to be able to view that video system um, is something that really needed to be updated because that software was about 10 years old and I know sometimes you know people are watching television and they see a room with a bunch of screens and somebody's in there watching those that is not how the school district uses uh, security cameras. We use them in a reactive fashion. We have no one who is sitting around all day watching what those security cameras do. If if we have a concern or there's something that comes forward that we have to review video, we're doing it in a reactive way. Um, that's the way that almost all school districts do it.
0: All right. Uh, Superintendent Hillman with us uh, once again. Let, let's talk about um, the COVID-19. There has do been, we have to? I know, yeah. but there has been an uptick. Uh, once again, in cases, uh, though these, uh, this current round doesn't seem to come with a lot of the hospitalizations and some of the more severe, uh, symptoms that we have seen in the past. Uh, it's still a, it's still part of the pandemic.
1: You know, I, I think as I reflect on two years of the virus, you know, we, once we think we know something, it's very, uh, apparent very quickly, we know nothing, (laughs) Uh, because, of course, the nature of, of of a virus is that it continues to adapt and change. And um, Jeff, I've, I've read the same things that you have about the current iteration of the virus. Um, what I can tell you is from looking at the symptoms that are entered into our spreadsheets and talking with our principals and other school health folks, um, this particular version of the virus, which we do have a, a resurgence of uh, COVID-19 cases, you know, we were down to less than uh, 20 for a period of time over a previous 14-day period. Uh, As of this morning, we've got 151 new cases in the last 14 days. That's the metric that we've been using for some time, so significant more number of cases. But what we're seeing in the symptoms and what people are reporting is that we are finally seeing this thing uh, present more like, not in every case, but more like a traditional mild to moderate respiratory illness, and so... Um, It is, again, a different virus than what we were experiencing when we had 600-some cases in just in the month of January alone. Um, So we are seeing more people test positive. Um, Fortunately, those uh, symptoms do seem to be milder. Um, We are using our influenza-like illness rates as our main metric of do we need to think about any other safety kinds of precautions. At this point, we do not see that. In our future, our influenza-like illness rates have been well below um, our 5% threshold there are two buildings, the ALC and the NCEC. Those buildings have a greater possibility of going above 5%. In fact, the NCEC did last week, but those are much different facilities than the rest of our schools. They have typically fewer people on campus every day compared to other buildings. So with a smaller N, that percentage can swing wildly. So you can be above 5% one week and the next week be below 2%. And so Um, The 5% that we have is simply uh, an indicator. It's a catalyst for us to to take a look at things and say where we're at. NCEC, we feel we're doing well there right now. Um, All of our other buildings, while we are seeing certainly an increase in the number of cases, we are seeing below 5% for our average weekly influenza-like illness rates. That means the students who are home with influenza-like symptoms. So We feel that we're doing okay. We still do think people should do the normal things, right? If you're not feeling well, stay home. Um, You know, if you've been exposed, you know, we're not requiring anyone to wear a mask, but it's a responsible thing to think about wearing a mask in a more crowded setting if you know that you've been exposed or maybe you have to go out and you've got a sniffle or something along those lines. Um, And then do the good old-fashioned things like washing your hands regularly, those kinds of things. Um, So we, we are monitoring it. We are not overly concerned about the virus itself. We are seeing some absences and we're seeing some additional staff absences. Uh, so we are having uh, you know, to work through a substitute situation that is a little more difficult than it's been in the last few months. Um, but it, it is what it is and it's where we're at. And uh, we do feel good about the management of the virus that we have right now.
0: And Matt, let's uh, talk about uh, one final thing is that uh, we're in the last what, about three weeks or so yeah. of the uh, school year. And that means all kinds of things are coming up. You've got Senior Recognition Day, yep. prom coming up yep. this weekend, and, and spring finally here as the sun beats down right in my right eyes. Right in your eyes, Jeff, <laughs> yes. But it's, it's a fun time of the year for the students, and hopefully they can all participate, and uh, this virus won't Um, you know prevent uh, some good memories from happening the last uh, few weeks of the season
1: yeah you know I think that you know I think we're all yearning to get back to regular is the term I use right and we get close we think we're there um, and then we see things like this and so I I think that you know again the end of this year is a celebratory time Um, we are in a much different place than we were a year ago or two years ago And so I do think that there's a lot to celebrate. Of course, we have to be cautious. We have to be reasonable. We have to be thoughtful. um, But I'm so pleased that our students are able to have, uh, you know, getting as back close to regular right now as we can. Um, Everyone has been through a lot. And in the next few months, we'll talk, Jeff, you and I, a little about about how as we hopefully finally begin to emerge from this or at least learn to live with the circumstances that we've been dealt with, um, there's some healing that needs to happen. Right for all of us, I mean everyone, this has affected everyone in a variety of different ways, and not everyone has had a chance to really grieve um, some of the things that they have lost you know over the last years because we just have had to keep moving forward and so I hope that we can talk about how our community can do some healing you know coming out of this i 'm very proud of how Northfield has handled this whole whole circumstance on balance. I think we 've done a very good job of caring for our friends and neighbors, being understanding, being gracious. Um, But I I do think that there needs to be some intentional thought about how do we reflect and how do we heal moving forward? And so um, that's what my hope is as we come out. I'm so happy that that the healing for our students will be some of these great spring things. That's awesome. That's a wonderful thing. And then as a community, I think we just need to to really reflect and think about how we can heal and move forward together.
0: Matt, thank you so much for coming in today. We're out of time. We appreciate it. But we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Sounds great. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Coming up in just a moment or so, we've got Tim McNiff, News with the Side of Sports, MNN after this. So, Todd, what's it like working a graphic mailbox? Well, it's fun.